0: Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. It's time to wrap up the week here on the show. That means we're going to talk a little DFS. We're going to look at the core players you want to target across the positions there for the main slate at 1 p.m. Eastern time. That would be the quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, and defenses. So we'll look at the price points that you can attack for the best returns on investment, whether we're investing highly or looking for some bargains or something in between there for our lineups this week. So just some targets, some guys I like at different entries there and uh, how we want to look at them and go for the upside and uh, cash games and tournaments and uh, get the most that you need out of those formats so we'll do that we'll also tell you about the most important things we learned From the Jaguars and Bengals, exciting game there. The Bengals win on a last-second field goal by the rookie Evan McPherson. So we'll talk about that and things you need to know that came out of that game. And then look at the injury updates, including one that uh, came out, unfortunately, of Thursday Night Football. So we'll break it down for you. Busy way to end the week, so we'll get into it here in a moment. I do have to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by Run Your Pool. Check them out today and get $10 off at runyourpool.com slash locked on or use the promo code Locked On at checkout. That's Run Your Pool. Let them run your pool all season long here, whether it's Fantasy, Survivor, whatever. They've got you covered there at Run Your Pool. All right, so let's uh, dive in. Let's look at what happened with the Jaguars-Bengals game. The notable thing, unfortunately, we'll start with the bad part. DJ Chark broke his ankle there. He fell on by his offensive lineman, Jawan Taylor, early in the game. So he got nothing out of DJ Chark. The pivot immediately went to a lot of Lavisca Cheneau. In the short passing game, they also got him a deep shot, a 50-yard play downfield, the longest there that Shannon has made. And then we had uh, Trevor Lawrence connect as well. So clearly feel comfortable about him as the speedy, Deep threat with the quickness there to stretch the field. Marvin Jones, a very quiet night. They also started using a lot of their tight ends. We saw the new tight end, Dan Arnold, coming over from the Panthers. Played in a second straight Thursday night game. We also saw a little bit of Chris Manhurts in the game. So using some tight ends. But the big story was the running game. The Jaguars committed to James Robinson again, and the results were awesome. He looked Spry, this Bengals defense really can slow down. And they were looking pretty good. Remember, it was all these checkdowns to Najee Harris last week that the Steelers had to produce against the Bengals. But here, worn down defense there. Robinson kept it going. Found the end zone twice here. Was very comfortable. Made some moves. Looked really tough and durable. Also showing some nice bursts. So Robinson here to stay. Carlos Hyde inactive here. So something to keep in mind. He had a bit of a shoulder issues, is what they said. But to me... It's clearly a takeover with only Dare Ogunbowale as your number two back here. So it's the James Robinson show, which we were hoping for and expecting. It didn't start out that way coming off that big rookie year. We need the injury to Travis Etienne. But at this point, he's locked and loaded as a high-volume back on this team. Took a few weeks, but now we're good to go. Once we got the first two weeks out of the way... James Robinson, they realized this kid is good. I mean, he's an undrafted rookie that went off. Let's give him the ball a lot, and that's what you're saying. So James Robinson, you got to feel really good now. If he's your RB two Chark, you're going to be feeling really bad if you're wide receiver three guy that needs some help there or gal. And you look at Cheneau. I mean, he might be available. Some might have dropped him in their leagues, and he's out there. But he he's going to be the pivot here in the usage with Marvin Jones without LaVisca Chenault. So in a lot of these situations, you want the two receivers to emerge from three. Sometimes you don't want it to happen with the injuries, but that's what's happening here with Jones and Chinote. So I think they'll look more of those guys going forward here without Chark for the foreseeable future. So bad break there for the Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence looked pretty good. He's confident. They're using some check downs, getting some shorter, easier passes for him. So Marvin Jones, uh, again, very disappointing night. We thought he was going to do a lot more, but they just didn't really go in that direction with their running game working. They even had the read option working with uh, Trevor Lawrence at times, maybe ran it a few too many times. A key fourth down stop there right before halftime that eventually cost the Jaguars the game because they couldn't extend their lead. Instead, the Bengals would came all the way back and uh, finished things off there. In the final seconds in the second half. Now, from the Bengals' perspective, we expected a lot more from Jamar Chase. He made some nice plays there downfield, and Tyler Boyd was eating things up as well, so it was a Tyler Boyd, CJ Uzuma show, so it's old school, minus Chase type game, and uh, T. Higgins was also missing another game with a shoulder injury. I, I would expect him to be back. It was a short week turnaround from the Steelers game, which Higgins also missed, but... There was that kind of game I think the Jaguars were trying to protect against the big play. Their secondary was going uh, undergoing transition here without C.J. Henderson. A lot of young guys back there, including Trey Herndon and uh, Tyson Campbell, trying to protect those guys, maybe not giving up the big play. And a uh, good job by Joe Burrow to kind of go away from that, to hand off to Joe Mixon, who found the end zone in this game, and uh, Burrow getting the ball to C.J. Uzumab for the other two touchdowns in this one. So... Would I go chasing this box score? I think it's a product of this matchup, but a reminder that he was a key target before he went down with that nasty injury there. Remember it happened against the Browns? Also in Thursday Night Football last year where Uzuma was getting open, Uzuma, Uzama, however you want to say it. He's a very good blocker, underrated player in the past game. When needed, that was the thing. I think they had to pivot that way without Higgins. They really want to be an 11 personnel team and really take advantage of that. But out of necessity, they work the middle of the field. So Boyd seemed to be always open. He ate up his matchup inside. And they just forgot about Uzuma. Maybe protecting against the big play against Chase. And that's what we saw. So Chase, solid game in uh, half and full point PPR. A little disappointing that he didn't continue his touchdown streak. But again, when you uh, get the tight end and running back involved and the slot receiver, it's going to be a quiet night for your big play rookie. And that's what happened. The bottom line, the Bengals won the game. They liked to change the pace, and it wasn't completely a chase zero here. He was very much involved, didn't crack through to that 100-yard barrier or score, but we know that happens with wide receivers. They tend to be hot hot in uh, really some games, and are they going to be solid in some games? And That's what you're looking for when they're not lighting it up. Are they going to be solid for you like a number one receiver might be? And Chase certainly was that in the game Last night, but yeah, Bengals' offense hums along. They're three and one. The Jaguars showing some better signs here, but still, 0 and four. But we like at least they're taking care of Robinson now and giving him the touches that they said they would. And a good on Urban Meyer to get on Daryl Bevel to get this guy the ball. Now, let's pivot from the quarterback's performances in that game. We had Trevor Lawrence, had the Good game overall, but uh, Joe Burrow was a little bit better for fantasy there. Let's move on to the quarterbacks on the main slate on Sunday. The first target point I'm looking at is uh, uh, Russell Wilson at 7,100 and uh, Jalen Hurts at 6,900 DraftKings. You bump up Russ to 77 there on FanDuel, 79 for Hurts. So I think this is an easy call here. Going to be pretty high volume in either game here. Seahawks should exploit that 49ers secondary pretty badly here this week. They've been uh, giving up a lot of big plays downfield. So I you you look at it. Hertz is the cheaper guy in DraftKings by 200. Uh, Russ is the cheaper guy in Fanduel by 200. A little bit more. We know the price differential based on the salary cap bump. Yeah, that's where I'm going this week because you know we can get a little bit of running, especially with Hertz. We know that's a big part of his game. But Russ can get it down through the air. But again, 49ers secondary just really banged up this week. Tawan Williams. And Josh Norman are really struggling to stay healthy here. The Seahawks offensive line playing pretty well. No Gerald Everett this week, so you'd expect old school thrown downfield this week to a lot of DK Metcalf. So, yeah, I like Russ and Hurts. I mean, Wilson just by the matchup hurts by the volume alone against uh, Patrick Mahomes. And the Chiefs are not the best at handling athletic running quarterbacks either, so... A lot of good options there, but that's where I'm starting. I'm not going to go high-end with these quarterbacks this week when I feel like I can get high-end production from either Wilson or Hertz at that price point. Now dropping down a tier here is uh, Baker Mayfield and Kirk Cousins in the same game. Baker is a cheaper one, $6,200 in DraftKings, 7300 on Fanduel. Kirk Cousins, $6,400 on DraftKings, 7,500 FanDuel, So not a lot of price difference there, just who you prefer, how you can fit in the lineup, where you want to make your stack here. Are you looking for Cousins, Jefferson, or Adam Thielen stack? You could go for that with Cousins. Uh, Mayfield, I think there's an interesting stack you can make with him. We'll talk about that later when we get to wide receivers. But yeah, I like the price points here. I think Mayfield has his best, most productive game of the season. This is going to be a high-scoring affair between these two teams. Kevin Stefanski. Coming back to Minnesota, these teams are just going to know each other, play the offense well. Uh, just a slight favorite line in favor of the Browns here, minus two on the road. So we're expecting a lot of points here from this one. And I want to invest in the quarterbacks as much as, can, as I can in different leagues and lineups you can uh, experiment with getting Mayfield in a few and Cousins in a few definitely is a good way to go this week. Now going even lower in another sneaky shootout of the week, I think it's the Washington-Atlanta game for sure. Taylor Heineke, he's only 5,900 there on uh, DraftKings, 7,400 on FanDuel. So you can save even more here if you drop to that level, if you can trust Taylor Heineke. But I like his receivers to get the job done. I also like Matt Ryan. I mean, look at the bargain for Matt Ryan. The Washington football team defense, they could have some sacks here, but they're on the road. Their effort hasn't been really good. Their pass defense is questionable. We saw them give up the big game to uh, Josh Allen. But you're not looking for Josh Allen so like... Type numbers here in a cash game. You can probably get enough for Matt Ryan return on investment there at fifty, four hundred, sixty-seven hundred, respectively, with his prices. So keep that in mind. You have to look for the bargain. There's always one every week there that's an underpriced player, maybe underperforming, uh, the public may be off him, and they just know there's a bad connotation. So a lot of people may not be into that player. So you're looking for that value. I think Heineke and Ryan not coming off the best games. You're going to look there for some value here. So. Start with Wilson and Hurts. If you want to spend a little less at quarterback, go to that Mayfield's cousin shootout. Want to even spend even less, go to Heineke and Ryan at their shootout in Georgia. All right, so we took care of the takeaways from Thursday Night Football. we got the quarterback price points we want to attack here in DFS, whether it's DraftKings Kings or FanDuel, whatever games we're playing this week. We do have to get into the running backs, wide receivers, and defenses that we're going to check out here this week. So... We'll do that in our next two segments, and then we'll close looking at the injury updates you need to know for the rest of the weekend. Hey, fantasy football fans. This is Vinny Iyer with an incredible app everyone who needs and buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. My listeners are making up to $0.25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to 20. 20- cents 50 cents cash back when you add 25 and 25 don't pay full price at the pump anymore get cash back using get upside just download the app and f- free option there use the promo code touchdown to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back in your first tank some people drive a lot are making as much as two to three hundred dollars per month in cash back and there's no cash the cash back gets right there added to your account you can cash out anytime to your bank account paypal or e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents per gallon cashback back on your first tank. That's the promo code TOUCHDOWN there at GetUpside. All right, let's continue looking at the running backs we want to target in DFS this week. Now, if I'm going high-end this week, and a lot of people are going to be at Derrick Henry, and that's fine. If you want to get up into that five-digit range there with Derrick Henry against the Jets, so be it. It's just going to hamper you in other spaces. Here, I think I can get pretty darn good replacement production there and have some money in the bank to use elsewhere with Alvin Kamara at 8400 there. On DraftKings, 9000 on FanDuel. Kamara at home against the Giants. The Giants' linebacker core, by the way, really banged up. Blake Martinez is out. Tay Crowder is dealing with an injury as well that could limit him or keep him out of this game that popped up on Thursday. So linebacker issues up front. The Saints can move some bodies. These game scripts should be very positive for Kamara. This is the type of game where you could go old school. Kamara rushing and scoring on the ground. Scoring through the air. So I really like Alvin Kamara at that price point. 8400 and 9000 respectively there. That's the guy I'm going after again. Save a little bit of money. Kamara can have the big game. Especially add the receptions and the yardage there. And uh, just match uh, Henry and touchdowns as well. Where I think the Giants could give them a game for a little bit. That will keep Kamara kind of active in the passing game. Where I think... Henry could uh, be resting in the second half at some point if they really pull away from uh, the Jets in that one. All right, uh, dropping down, a couple guys who were disappointing of late here to a second year back, 6,400 for Miles Sanders on DraftKings, 6,500 on Fandle. Jonathan Taylor, 6,300 on DraftKings, 6,600 on Fandle. Miles Sanders, again, I expect an overcorrection for Miles Sanders. They totally ignore the run. They've heard the heat about that in Philadelphia. When the game was close, didn't feed Sanders the ball at all. They relied a lot of Hertz's running, but you do run the Chiefs. We saw the Getwell game for Clyde Edwards-Alaire, another second year back last week there for the Chiefs. This time it's uh, the flip side of this against the Chiefs as Miles Sanders gets going here this week. So, yeah, so disappointing backs is an opportunity for us to find some value. and Miles Sanders can give it to us. I think he gets a long touchdown run in this game. I think the Chiefs are vulnerable enough there that that's going to help his production. They'll get him involved in the pass game a little bit more than they have. Again, it's imperative to correct this. We know the Eagles will do that more. Uh, This happened a lot last year where they seemed to forget about Miles Sanders with the old coaching staff, and then all of a sudden they would get going with him. So he's a talent. Let's get him the ball. Same thing with Jonathan Taylor. He's been playing uh, around uh, half the snaps or less here for the Colts. So that's not good. Let's get him going. This is a game script positive game against the Dolphins. They're not going to be blown out or... The Dolphins are not going to pull away in this one. They're going to keep it close. They have a chance to win it here. So Jonathan Taylor, bounce back game. He's playing through a bit of a knee issue, but should be fine for this game. We want to see less of Naeem Hines, so maybe no checkdowns to Hines. Maybe a lot more active receiving role for Jonathan Taylor, like we saw early in the season. they got to get him involved. they got to get a win here. They're 0-3, and Taylor is the key to that. So, again, you have to anticipate what coaches are going to do to reverse the course of things that happened last week. And Sanders and Taylor are a perfect example. Now we go to uh, the bargain bin, where you have really two go- good guys that are value-seared. So Chuba Hubbard, 5,900 in DraftKings, 6,300 on Fandle. And David Montgomery, again, 5,800 on DraftKings, 7,500 on Fandle. So another bounce-back opportunity for David Montgomery. This is a third year back that showed a lot in year two. He's been very quiet with this offense, but it's a Lions matchup this week so it's a get well game he should get the ball quite a bit in this one so yeah at 1500 I mean you can mix him with Taylor or Sanders it's a pretty good value here and save the money unless you want to go Kamara and then you go cheap with one of these backs that's fine as well there but Chuba Hubbard is going to get a regular role Royce Freeman has a little bit of a role behind him as they replace Christian McCaffrey but pretty much it's going to be Hubbard getting the key touches here we saw him get involved In the passing game as well, uh, in that first stint, extended action against Houston. Montgomery has uh, done really well against the Lions in the past, so that's really nice to see. So, we're going to see some good uh, value in these uh, matchups against uh, Dallas and Detroit for Hubbard and Montgomery. So, a lot of good targets there at running back. Let's pivot to wide receiver. The stack you want to make with Russell Wilson. Uh, Tyler Lockett, by the way, a little banged up with a hip injury. So... Look at Metcalf game. Could be really a big Metcalf game. On the outside, we saw the 49ers really stuck, struggle with uh, Devontae Adams last week. 7200 on DraftKings, 7700 on FanDuel. So easy stack there. If you want to go a little bit cheap and pay up stack, there you can look at Taylor Heineke and uh, Terry McLaurin. 6900 DraftKings, 7100 FanDuel. Not necessarily recommending a Justin Fields stack, but if we go a little bit lower, there's two guys I really like for their price points here. Allen Robinson, 5,800 there on DraftKings, 6,400 on FanDuel. Odell Beckham Jr., 5,800 DraftKings, 6,600 on FanDuel. Allen Robinson, great matchup against that line secondary minus Jeffrey Okuda. It's time to get him going as well. So get well game for Monty. Get well game for A-Rob in this one. Love it. Uh, I think Justin Fields, we'll see about the starting decision here between him and Andy Dalton. I would still suspect it's Fields, but... A little bit of intrigue there, but I think that actually helps Robinson and Montgomery if that's the decision here at home. Much more comfortable environment against a much weaker defense here for uh, Fields to have a bounce back and be solid here. And shows really true flashes here that uh, he can be a special quarterback in this league for a long time. Odell Beckham Jr. This Viking secondary is terrible. Right now Patrick Peterson is slow. You have Brashad Breeland giving up a lot of plays. This is an OBJ breakout game situation here for me. So... I want him to get it, get in as many uh, lineups as possible at that price point: fifteen hundred DraftKings, sixty-six hundred Fanduel. Yeah, these two are very good, and again, disappointing players that can turn things around. They're not contrarian plays, but they're plays that a lot of people might look at this player and say, eh, "I'm going to be disappointed." But you have to look ahead and not look behind, and that's how you get those advantages here in DFS. Robert Woods is another one of those players, way down there at 5,362. Like, can you get the decent returns? We'll see. It's been a struggle even in cash games or even uh, season-long leagues for Robert Woods. But eventually they got to go to him. The big plays are not going to happen as easily against the Cardinals in that pass rush. they got to throw the ball underneath. Woods is seeing enough time in the slot with Cooper Cup. So I think it's a good get-well game for Robert Woods there at those price points. I also like Corey Davis here. There's going to be some garbage a lot for the Jets at home against the Titans for Zach Wilson. This is his best home matchup, best matchup overall of the season against a weak pass defense. Should have some comfort level to get the ball downfield to Corey Davis. It's also a revenge game for Corey Davis, the former Titan. So when you look at that, 5000 on DraftKings, $5,700 on Fandle. Really good prices there for Corey Davis. And I think it will easily bring... Return on the investment easily could bring 3Ks, which, or 3X is what I'm saying, of that. So 3X would be 15K in the return there, so 15 points we're looking for for uh, Corey Davis. I think we'll get that. That's what you're looking for in those tournament formats. At tight end, uh, let's look at uh, our main man. It's Travis Kelsey. If you want to pay up for Travis Kelsey, by all means, do it. 8,100 on DraftKings, 8,200 in FanDuel. He's the guy I'm going to pay up for this week. We know what the Eagles did against the tight end last week, allowed Dalton Schultz to score twice. It's been the Kelsey show. I think they'll still continue to play deep. Coverage there to protect against a big player with Tyree Hill. A lot of Travis Kelsey, more Kelsey, Kelsey smash here in this week. And then we go to that game we talked about, Falcons, Washington. Kyle Pitts five thousand on DraftKings fifteen hundred on Fando. and Logan Thomas right behind, behind him and right there with him on the sites forty nine hundred on DraftKings fifteen hundred on FanDuel. So I'm gonna take the hundred dollar savings and lean towards Logan Thomas there on DK. And go to Kyle Pitts there on FanDuel. Again, these guys are going to be involved. They're key targets in their offense. Expect multiple touchdowns from Heineken Ryan. So that's what you see play out here. Finally, the last uh, defense last defense for your victory here that you're looking for in DFS, you got to look at uh, the Green Bay Packers. Very good price point there in the middle of the pack on DraftKings and FanDuel. They get the Steelers at home. The Steelers have given up a lot of fantasy points to defenses. Ben Roethlisberger's struggling. The The receiving core might be shot here. The offensive line having some issues with Chukuma Okura for hurting at the right side. So we'll see. I think there's a lot of opportunities here for this Packers uh, pass rush to get going. They're finding their groove a little bit defensively with Joe Barry. A lot of plays to be made there. So good price point, good value. Get on the Packers while you can. They're at home too, which also is a nice deal here there. All right. So we will get into our injury updates in our final segment here on locked on fantasy football to close the week here. Week four, the buildup has uh, continued and is ending here on the show. I do have to remind you about built bar. Do you know built bar has so many delicious flavors. There's something for everyone. You got to celebrate your freedom of choice with built bar. Cause you can always pick out the favorite ones, your core built bar flavors, coconut, cherry, barcia, raspberry, mint, brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies, and cream and German chocolate. The only way to find out what your favorite flavor is, is to try as many as you can. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you get two each of the nine flavors. Not only are Bilt Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're also the healthiest for you too. 17 to 18 grams protein, 130, 180 calorie range per bar, only 4 to 5 grams sugar, only 4 to 5 grams net carbs. All amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy from Bilt Bar. Order today and get the... Whatever you like, and uh, always be on the lookout for their special flavors. They recently had Grasshopper Cookie, Cookie Dough Chunk. You want to get in on the action there when those special flavors arise, and on top of the classic and delicious regular flavors there for Built Bar. Built Bar is also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Isn't that special? Go to built.com and use the promo code locked on. You'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code locked on for 15% off at built.com. All right, uh, let's uh, look at uh, injury updates. We, you know, we'll run them down and uh, give our, our give you our take on uh, what we feel if that's going to affect anything here. Ravens will start at quarterback. Lamar Jackson having a back issue. Greg Roman and John Harbaugh say he's going to be fine. So we'll watch that. It could affect him maybe in the game. He's a running quarterback. Some stiffness, soreness there. So, Lamar Jackson already having a little bit of durability issues here, but hopefully it'll help him, but the Broncos matchup very tough this week. We'll look at the Andy Dalton-Justin Field situation. Fields is the healthier quarterback right now. We'll see if Dalton can go with the knee. We'll see what Matt Nagy says. I think he might hold it down to the wire on us, and it could come out here later on Friday. When we look at uh, the Texans, Deshaun Watson is going to miss another game, doing his holdout deal. Carson Wentz is going to play through that ankle injury again against the Dolphins. Jameis Winston is fine with a knee injury. Ben Roethlisberger, maybe unfortunately, is going to try to play through that pectoral injury again against the Packers. No change in sight there for the quarterback as the Steelers are struggling in the passing game. So still with Roethlisberger going down with him. but So Lamar, I think, will be fine. He's the biggest concern of all these guys here for Fantasy in Week 4. We go to running back, and uh, Christian McCaffrey, you know, is not playing with a hamstring. We talked about Chuba Hubbard being a really good value here. RB2 with uh, some nice upside here for DFS. Melvin Gordon has been dealing with multiple injuries this week, ribs and a lower leg. He should be okay for the Ravens, but maybe a chance to get uh, Javante Williams a few more touches in that game. De'Andre Swift has a growing injury. He's still playing through that. He's going to play against the Bears, He's his normal role. Aaron Jones has been limited here early in the week for the Packers with his ankle injury. We also had A.J. Dillon dealing with a back issue, but I expect this deal will be okay. I think Dillon might be a little bit more hurting than Jones here, so Jones could get a regular workload and then some. We talked about John Taylor, a knee issue. He's been limited in practice, but he should be good to go. Josh Jacobs could return from his ankle injury for the Raiders and play against the Chargers. So Peyton Barber, truthers, or own managers, you might have to uh, make a pivot here, knowing that Jacobs could return there on Monday night. If he's ruled out, if he's still struggling with the contact, then Barber is the play there over Kenny Drake. Daryl Henderson could return. He's been remitted for two straight days with his ribs injury. That cost him week three. We'll see if he goes. If not, Sonny Michelle is a better play. But if they both go against the Cardinals, tough to recommend one high there, especially with the way Michelle has played in Henderson's place. Dalvin Cook has been limited for two days with his ankle injury. He should be back against the Browns. James White has that hip subluxation and he's not going to play for the Patriots. Uh, we know that. So maybe a little bit more J.J. Taylor, a little Damian Harris extra in the passing game. We'll see how it works. That tough matchup against the Buccaneers, their run defense, and their linebackers. Saquon Barkley limited for second day but ready for a regular role against the Saints. Elijah Mitchell has been trying to play with that shoulder injury but was we'll he could be a game-time decision there for that game, or they can pivot to Trey Sermon. Rashad Penny not going to play in that same game against the 49ers, so more of Chris Carson show. Joe Vonnie Bernard probably is going to be ruled out here for the Buccaneers, so what they said is more Leonard Fournette potentially because he's the receiving back over Ronald Jones. I don't know if they're going to need too much hurry-up-back action in that game, so keep that in mind. So it could be a little bit more Fournette cleaning up there at the end of the game. Antonio Gibson popped up with a shin injury that kept him out of practice there on Thursday, but he should be good to go against the Falcons. It looks like, uh, from all the reports, very precautionary with Gibson. We go to wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins uh, getting in some limited practice this week. He's going to play against the Rams. That injury in Jalen Ramsey, really tough spot here for DeAndre Hopkins. So it could help the other receivers get open. The Rams secondary is pretty tough here. So DeAndre Hopkins, going to gut through and play with him just like... uh, He is going to play for the Cardinals, but could be very tempered expectations this week with the injury and the really tough matchup in the secondary with Ramsey. Russell Gage probably going to miss another game for the Falcons. That also means good things for Kyle Pitts, Cordell Patterson, and Calvin Ridley. Seeing a little bit more action to media Zaccheaus. Let's watch for him. Maybe having a bigger role against Washington, although Washington is better in the slot there with uh, Kendall Fuller. So we'll see how it goes in that game. Terrace Marshall dealing with thumb injury. He's good to go for the Cowboys. I think he could see an expanded role here. They've had some more time to evaluate the rookie. You also have uh, DJ Moore, probably going to see a really tough matchup against Trayvon Diggs. So Marshall, that's key, and I think he has some value there this week. Darnell Mooney, uh, dealing with a growing injury. He'll play, maybe a chance to make a big shot play against the Lions. Odo Beckham Jr., the knee issue is gone. He's now with a shoulder, but he's in Full practicing mode here. He's good to go for that big matchup against the Vikings. Marquez valdez scantling two straight ga- days missed with a hamstring in practice. Very iffy to go, so it could be more of Alan Lazard in that Steelers game. And if Lazard can work the slot, that's a very good matchup for him. Danny Amendola is going to miss the game for the Texans against the Bills with a thigh injury. Tyreek Hill has a ribs injury, and uh, Miko Hardman has a hip injury, but both will be good here to play, as well as Demarcus Robinson with a knee for the Chiefs against the Eagles. For Monday Night Football, Keenan Allen uh, was limited on the injury report here early in the weekend. An ankle injury, he should be good to go as usual against the Raiders. Devontae Parker, fine with a shoulder injury to play against the Colts for the Dolphins. Will Fuller, however, uh, could see a little bit of action, but just don't trust Will Fuller. He's got multiple injuries yet again, chest and elbow here. Now, the Giants look could be really shorthanded. Kenny Galladay probably going to gut through his hip injury after being limited practice, but... Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton have missed multiple days with the hamstring issue, so I think they're going to be out with both of them. So maybe more of the rookie can Darius Tony, getting an opportunity by default here with all these things, and Tony could really take advantage of that against the Saints. Still a tough matchup for them overall. Jamison Crowder looks like he could return from the growing injury for the Jets against the Titans to replace Elijah Moore, who has a concussion and is set to miss a game. Deontay Johnson practiced in full. That's a good sign that the Steelers wide receiver can return he could get some help from his friends but we'll see juju smith schuster has been limited with a rib injury and chase claypool was added with a hamstring we'll see how it all plays out one of these guys are going to see a lot of jair alexander might be claypool might be johnson less likely to be smith schuster in the slot should they play tyler lockett we'll see he went from a limited to no practice there on thursday so we'll track that with lockett to see if he can go chris godwin has a thumb issue he's good to go for the patriots uh game and a revenge game to help Tom Brady. A.J. Brown and Julia Jones, just like uh, Shepard and uh, Slayton for the Giants, hamstring injuries, duality, and not practicing either. So, good to have Nick Westbrook-Ikine being their top wide receiver against the Jets. So, another reason to like that running game a lot, and uh, maybe there's another source of production we'll mention, mention that in a moment. We'll go through the tight ends. Jack Doyle, two, week, two games missed, or uh, days missed with the back Issue there in practice for the Colts. So he's probably not going to be out there. Tyler Conklin has a glute injury as well as an elbow. But he's on track to play for the Vikings. Try to stay hot against the Browns who have been pretty giving against the tight end. Gerald Everett on the COVID list. He's going to miss the 49ers. Some more targets hopefully for Lockett if he can play with Metcalf as well. Tyler Croft, uh, not that you're stressing on him. But he's out there for the Jets. He's going to play. George Kittle. We'll track this one. Two days of mispractice with a calf injury. They've talked about soreness here, but let's be careful because George Kittle's a durability risk. We know that every week. Let's make sure he's active against the Seahawks. He should be trending that way. I think he could use more rest during the week. Anyway, Rob Gorkowski has missed two practices with a ribs injury. He's going to get it out. It's a Patriots revenge game. Uh, He could see more limited snap count this week, but he's still going to get the key counts there to make the big plays, especially in the red zone against his former team. We have... uh, Tennessee Titans getting help when they need it. Anthony Ferkser looks like he's going to return from his knee injury with two full days of practice, and they need him badly with the wide receiver situation. so I think a lot of 12 personnel is going to happen for the Titans. Use multiple backs as well to make up for the loss of those guys this week. And uh, if you're looking for a kicker, Greg Joseph may not be the guy to go to, even though there will be a lot of points against the Browns. The Vikings, former Browns kicker, has a right hip injury and could miss the game there for Minnesota. All right, that wraps up uh, our look at the injury updates here. So, comprehensive uh, final day of podcasting here on Locked On Fantasy Football. Betting on the NFL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast, hosted by Your Boy Q and a handy camping expert, Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blood specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by BetOnline.ag wherever you get your podcast. That wraps up this edition of Locked On Fantasy Football and this week of uh, shows. Uh, good luck in all your games this week. May your fantasy football dreams come true with all your scoring and players all throughout. We'll catch you Monday with Roundup Monday, giving you the most important takeaways from what we saw on the weekend. Uh, have a great weekend, everyone, and enjoy all the games, uh, college and pro, and rest up, and most important, win your games.